58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host for today, Matthew Graham. Uh, Solo Dolo, running solo today. Tony, as you may well know, is on vacation. And uh, while he's on vacation, he wanted to make sure that he hand-delivered me our first 58 West King merch. What a guy. He drove all the way from Colorado to sunny Southern California to hand-deliver me the first 58 West King shirt. Um, and then I know what you're thinking, Matt, first 58 West King merch. You guys are, are a well-established podcast, top 10 in Poland. He has been around for three years. You don't have any merch yet. And I tell you, no, we've just been too busy. But Tony, who's, uh, the best at being in charge of everything, made some and hand delivered it to me here in Southern California. And I thank him for that. I really do. Um, but yeah, I'm solo dolo today. So I'm going to be knocking out today on the docket. We have our week six NFL picks. Uh, Tony sent me his picks and some reasoning behind his picks, and I'll give you mine. And then we'll uh, take a break. And then after the break, we will do a league matchup preview, the 58 West King League matchup preview. So uh, if you're here for the NFL content, stick around to the break, listen to the beautiful commercial on Anchor, and then uh, you, can, you can skedaddle, or you can listen to me pontificate on who I think is going to win this week in 58 West King. All right, let's go ahead and get started with, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's uh, bring an oldie but goodie back, you know, a Taco Court favorite. We're going to do Manager on Manager, um, a segment that's a huge hit over there. We like to do it over here where, you know, two managers, two hosts get to know each other a little bit better. And today it's, uh, you know, since I'm solo, I'll ask myself two questions and give you two answers. First question, Matt. Yes, Matt. What, is, uh, what does your perfect day look like? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, I like to... Uh, I like it to be a little cloudy. I'm not going to lie. I like fog in the morning and then the fog subsides. Maybe the sun comes out around noon, but I like a day in fall where it's cloudy, foggy. You know, there's a little mist in the air. You got to have a hoodie on, but, you know, not cold enough where you still couldn't wear basketball shorts. Nice and comfortable. Um, And then I just like to be around family, whether we're uh, going on a hike, we're going to the beach, we're laying around being lazy and watching TV at home, maybe watching football, maybe watching Red Zone. You know, that's that's a pretty good day. So I think that'd be my perfect day. All right, I got a question for you, Matt. All right, go ahead, Matt. Um, what's your biggest fear? Oh, wonderful question, Matt. Thank you for asking. Um, I think my biggest fear is jellyfish. And I know what you're thinking. You know, not a big concern to people who live on land. But, look, every time I go to the ocean, I've been stung by jellyfish twice, so that's where this fear comes from. And when I was a kid, I was swimming um, in the ocean, and I had my eyes closed, and when I opened them, I was surrounded by jellyfish, and I got stung a bunch of times. Pretty, pretty scary stuff, so. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of jellyfish. All right, well, that does it for uh, Manager on Manager. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. All right, let's go ahead and uh, dive right in to the NFL picks for Week 6. Starting off with Thursday Night Football, we have the Washington Commanders traveling to the Bears, Chicago Bears. Tony is taking Chicago in this matchup, and he has listed here that Carson Wentz's red beard is no good on the road. And he will be unable to take a victory in Chi-Town. That's an interesting commentary, Tony. I Personally, I think Chicago's going to win. I think they showed some things against Minnesota. Obviously, they were driving late to try to win the game. Huge play by Danzler from the Vikings to strip the ball away from the receiver, which kind of solidified things for the Vikings. But Chicago was in that game. Uh, Justin Fields did something he hasn't done all season. That was throw some crisp, clean passes, including a touchdown. So 
Um, and I think his running ability should be able to torch Washington's lackluster defense. I could see some garbage time late at Carson Wentz and the Commanders. They're pretty good at doing that, but that's kind of a dumpster fire over there. They've got some infighting between the head coach and the quarterback. Not things you like to see from a team that is obviously kind of falling, free-falling right now, uh, last place in the division. So, uh, yeah, definitely give me Chicago at home to win this Thursday night game, in which I hope a touchdown scored because last Thursday one was not. So let's hope for that. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Miami Dolphins. Pretty uh, pretty, pretty good game here. We'll see if two is back. Right now he has questionable return. Um, Tony has listed here. If Tua is back, he will take the Dolphins. If not, he'll take Minnesota. And I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, Tony says that uh, if Tua's head is right, then it'll be the Dolphins all night. I think I read that correctly. Uh, sorry if I didn't convey the exact enthusiasm. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree, Tony. I think if two is there and his uh, head is, in fact, right, uh, they'll be good all night. Um, I think they're playing in the daytime, though, Tony, so I don't know how that quite works out. But I do like the Dolphins if two is there. Obviously, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they've been pretty deadly from an offensive standpoint. And the Minnesota defense is kind of just, eh, it's not. They haven't given up a crap ton of points, and they haven't stopped anybody either except for the Packers in week one but the Packers don't show up in week one anyway so that's a kind of a throwaway game so uh and Minnesota's side of the ball I do like that they're getting Justin Jefferson back involved obviously they had a big week last week um you know beating the Chicago Bears they had a good week before in London so you know they're coming off two victories they're having a good run I still think that if two is there they lose this game all right moving on to the next game we have the Baltimore Raven Ravens traveling to the New York Super Giants um, and I say new super giants because they are four and one. Uh, Tony's taking Baltimore in this contest, and he has listed here that the day balls are going to get balled up here, and they're going to lose to Baltimore. That's a lot of balls there. But uh, I do agree that Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens should be uh, too tall of a task for this frisky Giants team to handle in week six. Like what the Giants have been able to do so far, minimize mistakes, you know, minimize their talent, gaps on defense and offense not give up too many big plays you know they're one loss coming to a team who's defensively pitching shutout football more or less throughout six weeks so but i like the baltimore ravens to to win this game as does tony uh next game up we have the new england patriots traveling to cleveland uh still unsure of the quarterback situation there it looks like it'll be some combination of zappy or hoyer uh we'll see what happens but tony has cleveland i also have cleveland not gonna beat around too much the bush around here Tony really likes brisket, so he says he really likes brisket, and that is his reason for going Cleveland here. I, I like to look at it a little bit more intricately and see that Miles Garrett should be playing more snaps this week, which in turn, I mean, he's the difference maker of that defense, obviously. If he's not on the field, that defense struggles, but if he's on the field, his pass rush win rate against opposing offensive lines is so high that it just eases the burden on everybody behind him in the secondary. So uh, definitely, and, they, and they've been scoring points. Brissett, that run game's been dominant. Um, they've done a good job at putting points on the board, so I, I don't think them struggling too much against the New England team this week at home. Cleveland should win this game. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the New Orleans Saints. We should call them the New Orleans Taysom Hills. I feel like he is the sole reason they won last week. I don't feel like it. I know it. Tony has taken Cincinnati. Tony's taken Burrow, Chase, hopefully a healthy Higgins, um, and Mixon to uh, to win this game, and I and I agree with this. I think New Orleans won last week in a game in Seattle where they put up a, where Taysom Hill put up a lot of points, and only Taysom Hill. I mean, Kamara had a nice game, but let's be honest: four touchdowns total out of Taysom Hill and like 69 return yards is insane. It's insane. If you have him at tight end, you got to start him every week now. I feel like it's just 
You're going to get some weeks where he gets zero points. You're going to get zero points with most tight ends. It just happens. But there's going to be some weeks where he blows up and scores 40, 50 for you. So you kind of have to just take the good and bad when it comes to Taysom Hill. Um, but yeah, I think Cincinnati is starting to get back on the same page. That offensive line started to gel a little bit better. They're not run blocking well, which is a concern. Um, Joe Mixon's really not looking as good as he did last year, and I, and I attribute a lot of that to the offensive line woes they have from a rush blocking perspective. But uh, pass blocking has been getting better every week over week. Uh, they just come off a fresh loss to the Ravens. That's to be expected. Baltimore's a good team. I see Baltimore as one of the cream of the crop of the AFC. So uh, to lose that divisional game, it shouldn't be that disappointing for Cincinnati fans or the team. I do think they come back this week against New Orleans Saints defense that just let Geno Smith explode all over him. And I see big games at T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and that passing attack. Next game up, we have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. Yep, uh, pretty easy here. I've got San Francisco. I think that Garoppolo is doing exactly what Garoppolo does. Manages the game, executes the plays that Shanahan wants him to execute, executes the offense the way Shanahan wants him to execute, and that defense is playing otherworldly. Obviously, Mosley going down with the torn ACL last game. That's concerning. We'll see what's going on with Bosa's groin injury because he has been absolutely unstoppable um, from the defensive line standpoint. But regardless of those players, that defense is just playing out of its mind right now. They're just – D'Amico Ryans has got them on another level. And, and you see it. They just got Matt Roll fired. It's good for them. And they're going against an Atlanta team who puts up points, frisky. You know, I mean, they were down 21 nothing to the – to the Buccaneers. They kind of pushed them a little bit there in the second half, came back, scored 15 points. That was the first game they were unable to eclipse the 21-point mark this season, so Arthur Smith and those big bodies on offense have been able to put up some points on the board, but I think they'll struggle against San Francisco, possibly have their their lowest or second lowest scoring game of the season, and I just don't see Atlanta's defense doing enough to stop the varied attack that comes from San Francisco. I mean, obviously you've got Jeff Wilson in the backfield. you got Tevin Coleman, who's who's doing some nice things on passing downs. Then you've got Debo Samuel, who's just an all-out Swiss Army knife. So uh, give me San Francisco to beat Atlanta. Tony is also taking San Francisco, um, and he said just because Jimmy Garoppolo's handsome. He says that he thinks Jimmy G is handsome, and as long as Jimmy G is starting, he's picking San Francisco. So that's his reasoning, and uh, yeah, I can't fault him. Jimmy G is a handsome man. Uh, next game up, we have the New York Jets traveling to the Green Bay Packers. Interesting game here. We've got two teams kind of in two different directions. Jets coming off of two wins, one of them a, a pretty you know astounding win against a division rival Miami Dolphins. There was a third-string quarterback, so there's that. And Green Bay coming off a loss to the Giants in London, a game they should not have won, uh, or a game they should not have lost. They did win a close one against New England the week previous in overtime, but they're, they're struggling to find themselves. I have... The Jets winning this game. Call me crazy. This is the call me crazy play of the week. I am taking the New York Jets. Uh, I just I kind of like what that defense is doing. They've got some players. You know, obviously we believe in Salah's pedigree at a defensive coordinator, defensive-minded head coach. Um, but guys like Sauce Gardner, uh, you know, some, some of those pieces on the defensive line are getting after the quarterback. I, I kind of like their chances this week. And then on the flip side, Zach Wilson – He's, he's got a lot of playmakers to throw the ball to. Obviously, we don't have all the faith in the world to Zach Wilson, and I don't either. Um, no one should. But coming off of two nice games, coming back off of injuries, kind of calming himself down a little bit, spreading the ball out. He's got great weapons in Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Got Michael Carter and Brees Hall in the backfield doing big things from running and receiving standpoint. I, I kind of like the way this game shapes up for them. Green Bay's defense is, you know, as, as totted as it was, in the beginning of the season and how it was going to be, you know, top five, top three, possibly the best defense in the league. It's kind of soft. 
They play a lot of zone. They give up some plays. They give up a lot of soft plays, and then those things just kind of snowball against you. So uh, I'm taking the Jets to, uh, you know, to stun the world and get a steal a win away in Green Bay. Uh, Tony's taking Green Bay. Tony's betting on Steady Eddie. Tony's betting on Aaron Rodgers. Um, and you know, in his notes here, he says. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game. They're at home. It's in Lambeau. Enough said. So pretty pretty simple commentary from him. And I, and I don't disagree with him. I just think that the Jets have a good chance to still win one way this week. Even the games they've lost, the Jets haven't lost by a lot. Like They've kind of been in some things with Joe Flacco. So I, I kind of like where the Jets are from a momentum standpoint. I like that to continue this week. Next game up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, tale of two age quarterbacks. We've got Tom Brady, um, 45 years old, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against Kenny Pickett. He's not the youngest rookie in the league. I think he's actually older than Justin Fields because he played five years in college, but still rookie quarterback nonetheless. I have Tampa Bay winning this one on the road. That offense, you can see the passing yards starting to increase after a few weeks where Tom Brady and that passing attack struggled. Chris Godwin injured. Mike Evans was suspended for a game. A lot of their pieces have not been playing. That 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 wide receiver room, specifically Godwin and Mike Evans, are on the field. Those guys, Godwin continues to get healthier. Those things are going to continue to help that passing attack improve. Um, and then Leonard Fournette just doing good things on the ground, doing great things in the passing game. As long as he's healthy, they're you know that's just a huge weapon for Tom Brady to execute with. And their defense is otherworldly. Their defense just shuts people down. It's just what they do. And going up against a rookie quarterback who, you know, kind of telegraphs what he does, telegraphs all of his throws. He's young. It's just something that you're gonna he's gonna get better at. Hopefully, as he goes in, um, he's probably gonna struggle a little bit against this Tampa Bay defense, much like he struggled last week against a, in my opinion, inferior defense in Buffalo. Tony is also taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he says that uh, Tom Brady is getting divorced now. He can focus. of his time on football as opposed to 99.9% of his time previously when he was not getting divorced. So uh, I don't know how he got his information on how Tony got those numbers, but um, he says they're pretty legit. He says he got them from a website. I'm not sure what website that is, but good for you, Tony. Next game up, we have Jacksonville traveling to Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Tony's taking the Colts here. Uh, fresh off a huge win in overtime against the Broncos on Thursday Night Football last week. Everyone remembers the 12-9 game. Tony's going with the Colts, going with a hot hand here. I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to get a win. Jacksonville's owned the Colts over the last few seasons. They've they've won all of their home games against Indianapolis, dating back to, dating back to when Andrew Luck was quarterback. Jags have just had their way with them. And this isn't a bad Jags team that just you know upsets Colts teams throughout the last four or five years. This is a Jags team who obviously they've lost two games, one to the Texans, it is what it is, and one to uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles in a game they could have won in a rain fest. I'm kind of going with the Jags offense, which up until that point against the Eagles in that rainy day have been pretty explosive, pretty varied, pretty you know good at putting points up on the board. I think they'll be able to do that. I think their pass rush, Trayvon Walker and and Josh Allen are going to get home against Matt Ryan, who's been terrible when under pressure this season. So um, another game in which I'm taking a road dog, uh, but I'm taking the Jags to beat the Colts. And uh, Tony, pick the Colts. Tony says that um, Mercury is in retrograde, and because of that, Matt Ryan's moon, his moon is rising on the longitude line of 75. Colts win. I don't know what any of that means. I don't think Tony knows what any of that means, but he wrote it down here, and that's what he's going with. Uh, next up, we have Arizona traveling to Seattle. We got an NFC West showdown for you. 
Arizona traveling to Seattle. Tony has the Cardinals, and he wrote down here, there's only so many games Kyler can lose, right? And there's only so many games Geno can win, right? Hard to argue with that. I'm going the other way here. I'm taking Seattle. I know they just lost. Their defense doesn't do anything. I understand that. Their defense is going to allow Kyler Murray and Ron Del Moore and Malcolm Brown to score points. I understand that. But I kind of like what the what the Seahawks are doing on offense. You know, obviously it sucks that Rashad Penny goes down. I think Kenneth Walker it will be able to do enough to keep that run game going. And Geno Smith is the highest graded quarterback per PFF through the five weeks of the season. You know, one or two games is a fluke. Five weeks is a decent sample size. It's over a quarter of the season. This funky 17 games we have, it's not. It's just over a quarter. But it's, you know, it's a decent sample size to say, hey, Geno Smith is a different quarterback playing with two of the best wide receivers that any, you know, that any or tandem that any team has in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, Will Disley's shown some nice things as a tight end, and that offensive line, as bad as we thought it would be, is giving him just enough time to do what he needs to do. I'm taking Seattle to continue its scoring ways, and even if Arizona scores some points, I mean, I would definitely take the over in this game, as I would with almost every Seattle game. Um, But I I take Seattle to get the victory at home. Tony took Arizona, and and that's, uh, that's up to him. Next game up, we have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Los Angeles to face Tony's Rams. Tony's taking the Rams. No surprise here. I would bet against the Rams because I think they're a dumpster fire right now. But guess what? They're playing their dumpster fire, playing a landfill fire in Carolina. Matt Rule, he gone. They've got their defensive back coach calling the plays, who was a head coach for Arizona for a year before he got unceremoniously thrown out. I Carolina's a dumpster fire. They're landfill fire, whatever I called them. They're bad. I have, you know, no great football commentary on this game other than I just think L- LA sucks less than Carolina Carolina at this point. And Carolina's defense isn't as good as Dallas defense. So don't expect the Rams to struggle as much as they did against the Cowboys on Sunday. I, I expect them to get things a little bit right and have a more decent offensive output. And Carolina, I just I just don't know what to think of them. They're just bad. I won't pick them to win a game until they show me that they can win a game. And even then, I still might not do it. So me and Tony are both on the Rams there. Next game up, we have Buffalo traveling to Kansas City. What a game. This is number one, number two seed in the AFC, duking it out. Buffalo traveling to Kansas City. We get a AFC playoff rematch from last year. Everyone knows the classic 14 seconds. Kansas City drives down the field, wins the game. Just everybody knows the story. I think this one goes differently. Me and Tony are both picking Buffalo. I just, Buffalo's offense is like next level. It's next level good. I think it took a step up from last year with James Cook and some of the, you know, the three rookies they brought in, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakur, and James Cook, just giving them these, these varied speed options, just more ways for them to win on offense. And if those guys are obviously gimmicky, gadgety, slotty type players that aren't getting the job done, guess what? You've got Gabe Davis, who continues to assert himself as a deep threat, as a you know dominant pass catcher. And then Stephon Dix, who's just probably one of the best route runners in football. All paired with Josh Allen, who has the arm talent to get it to those guys and the leg talent to just create something out of nothing when a play breaks down. So. That coupled with, you know, Buffalo's defense has been playing outstanding to this point, been playing good football. Kansas City's defense not playing such great football. They're doing okay. They're keeping them in games. They're winning games. Can't I can't knock them too much, but they're definitely not playing at the uh, level that Buffalo's playing. So if I'm, you know, looking at two good offenses and one good defense and one semi-okay defense, I'm going to lean to the more balanced side of things and take Buffalo. Tony said, 
he wrote me he's like whatever your comments are on this game they're dead on just ditto that for what I think about this game so Tony just mirrors everything I said and that's why he's going Buffalo next up we have Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football game Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Philadelphia Eagles my 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles Tony's taking Philadelphia Tony's going with a hot hand Dallas is pretty hot too but Tony's taking Philadelphia to continue its winning ways improve to 6-0 and you know Jalen Hurts that defense that offense all of those weapons looking for Philadelphia to go 6-0 and and he's saying here that you know you can't bet against a team that's 5-0 and you just you know Eagles are gonna go 17-0 go birds Tony words not mine um, I am picking the Cowboys and as I say that I can sense people in Philadelphia perking up listening to this and jumping into my DMs and tearing me apart what kind of Eagle fan are you blah 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 here's the deal I get it, Cooper Rush is starting, so that limits the offense. And although he's done well, if you look at their EPA on pass plays, neutral pass situations, they're like 28th to 30th in the league. They're not killing it on offense. They're doing. They're not making mistakes. They're not turning the ball over. And when you have that good of a defense, that's what you want to do. But what I'm looking at here, I look at the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. It's not a difficult schedule, honestly. All 17 games are winnable games. They're not going to go 17-0. I don't want them to go 17-0. I want them, not to say I want them to lose. I definitely don't want them to lose the Cowboys. But I don't expect them to win every single game of the season. At some point, you got to start picking losses and figuring out where places they are going to struggle. And if I see them going to struggle at any point in the first seven or eight games of the season, it's going to be against a team who wins up front with their four defensive line. The way Dallas brings pressure with four people, the way they, the way Dan Quinn moves Micah Parsons around the defensive line, just like you can game plan for a guy all you want to. You say, all right, well, we're going to do this when he's lined up here. Okay, he lines up there. Next play, he's lined up somewhere completely different. He's over a different gap. He's over a different player. And right now, four of our five offensive linemen, as of Wednesday, limited participants in practice. They're participating, but they're limited. So there's injury concerns to the offensive line. Going up against Michael Parsons in that defensive line, and that doesn't bode well for us. Jalen Hurts has been really great this year. He's been outstanding. Uh, but when he has faltered, it's been against pressure. Um, and to beat the pressure that the Cardinals brought, they threw 14 screen passes. And that works against a team that, you know, blitzes five, six, seven people at times. Does not work against a team who's bringing four and has everything pretty short up on the outside. So I think the Eagles will struggle on offense this week, and I think they will possibly turn the ball over more than Dallas does. And I think that ends up what's sealing the game for Dallas. So I am taking the Cowboys, although this might be an emotional hedge. Philadelphia wins. I'm not going to be mad that I picked wrong. I'm just not. Go Birds. All right, next up we have the Monday Night Football game and an AFC West showdown. We have the despicable Denver Broncos traveling to the Los Angeles Superchargers. This one's easy. Me and Tony are both going with the Chargers here. It's just, you know, let me pick the team who has a somewhat competent offense to put points on the board. There's, I mean, I'm telling you, the, my favorite part of this season so far has been how terrible Russell Wilson and the Broncos country. Let's ride. And the Subway commercial and just all of the jokes that are hurled at the Denver Broncos and... <laughs> And Russell Wilson, I, uh, I I can't explain to you how much it brightens up my soul. But they're on the road here, too. I don't like that. It would be nice to see them do something on offense and throw some type of plan together that scores touchdowns. But even if they do that, I don't think they do enough to stop the Chargers offense. So me and Tony are both taking the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, that does it for our week six picks. Real quickly, let's uh, give you a recap on where we stand coming into this week from a season standpoint. Tony went 12 and 4 last week. I went 10 and 6, uh, which brought our weekly totals through 5 weeks. Tony is 47 and 32 and I am also 
47 and 32. So we're all knotted up going here into week six, and we disagree on about three or four games. So will there be a clear-cut winner next week? Probably, and it'll probably be me. Go Birds. Go Matt. All right, that's going to do it for the week six NFL preview here. Um, We're going to jump to a break right now, and on the other side of the break, we will go over the league match previews for 58 West King. See you in a minute. All right, welcome back to the pod here. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, save everyone some time here. Let's go over the week six matchups for the 58 West King Fantasy Football League. That's what this podcast is for. Uh, Starting with my matchup, I am the 10th seed going up against the Vinegar Strokes, who's currently in seventh place. Uh, Boner Jams 03, jump against Vinegar Strokes. Currently, Boner Jams is favored per Yahoo by about 18 points, 102 to 85. Looking at some of the biggest projections here, Stephon Diggs looking to have a good day. Malcolm Brown looking to have a good day against Seattle. On the flip side, Vinegar Strokes has Kirk Cousins, uh, has Christian Kirk, and has Chris Godwin, who has a questionable tag, but I feel should be fine and have a good day against Pittsburgh. I'm taking myself. Moe's going to take myself. I'm going to take the Boner Jams 03 to win in every single matchup this week, even though he's not playing. I just, you got to believe in yourself. Sorry, Nate. Matt wins this week. Fresh off a win against Josh Callis, I might add. All right, next matchup on the board, we have Ayukin going to the banana stand. Ayukin is the fourth seed currently traveling to the banana stand. There is always money in the banana stand, except for in 2022, where Tony's team is the dredges of fantasy football. But he's favored this week. Currently, the Banana Stand is favored 89-79. to 79. There is some bi-week issues on Ayukin's record that I predict he will fix, and I think he's going to end up winning this game. Um, you look at the quarterback battle, continues to struggle for Tony. Tony's got Russell Wilson, whereas Ayukin has Tom Brady. I like Tom Brady there. I also like Nick Chubb, um, and I like Adam Thielen and Gabe Davis. Just some good, solid players for Ayukin. Flip side, you like Russell Wilson? Not really. I do like CeeDee Lamb against the Eagles. I like him to have a good day, and I love Ramondre Stevenson against Cleveland, but outside of those two pieces, not a whole lot cooking for the banana stand. Next matchup, we have Just Here No Finds, a sixth seed, going up against Dak to the Future, the eighth seed. Currently, Dak to the Future is an 18-point favorite, 95 over 78 per Yahoo. Looking at the teams here, I like Just Here No Find and Justin Herbert going up against that Broncos. He's got A.J. Dillon. Um, he's got Rashad Penny currently in his flex. I'm sure he will rectify that situation, bringing the estimate closer together. Uh, he's got Devontae Smith going against Dallas. I like that, but I am ultimately picking Dak to the future to get this win. I think Trevor Lawrence has a better day against the Colts than Yahoo will predict. I like Waddle. I like Jeff Wilson. And I love Christian McCaffrey on a bounce-back emotional week with their coach that he probably didn't like getting fired. I like a surge back you know, performance from Carolina's run game. I like Christian McCaffrey to get the ball early and often. Picking Dak to the future in this matchup. Next up, we have the Meaty Clackers, the overall one scene. Brandon Beisner is in first place, and I don't know what the, what is happening. I've been not cursing to make things easier on Tony, and I almost did it there, but I don't know what's going on. Currently, Trey is favored 102 over 98, just a four-point difference between the two teams. And as I look at the squads, I am going to agree with Yahoo. I think Aaron Rodgers, I think the Jets score enough points to push Aaron Rodgers into the 20s where Yahoo's projecting him. I think Cooper Cup's going to have a big day against Carolina. I like Jacksonville to push the Colts to have Michael Pittman Jr. to have a good day. And I like Brees Hall and J.K. Dobbins. So I kind of like what the GNTs are doing. Flip side of things, you know, obviously Joe Burrow and Tyreek Hill are huge pieces to have alongside Dalvin Cook. Um, I just don't think it'll be enough for the Meaty Clackers to continue their winning ways this week against Trey and the GNTs. Next up, we have Otter Job, the ninth seed, traveling to three times champ and glorious. I'm just going to stop there because that's where Yahoo cuts it off. 
Uh, currently, super tight matchup here per Yahoo Predictions. Inglorious Bastards are favored 103 over 101, just a two-point difference. And looking at the squads, you know, he's got that Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown stack. I'm going to pick Otterjob to win this matchup. I like the Mahomes, Chase, Cooper, Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's a good team. Otterjob has a good team here. Michael Thomas side of things. I do think the Cowboys shut the Eagles down a little bit. And that prevents Hurts and A.J. Brown from hitting their high-end projections and ultimately losing the week for the Bass Hurts. Next up in our final matchup, we have the fifth seed Tinker Stinkers traveling to the third seed Peeping Tomlinson. We got Wayne versus Julian here. And Tinker Stinkers, our favorite, 107 to 105. A little two-point advantage per Yahoo. Looking at the squads, and you know why. Tinker Stinkers have Josh Allen. Against Kansas City, could be a score fest. On the other side, Julian has Lamar Jackson, but whenever I see Josh Allen projects as 25, I might as well ride him in for 40. I just And he's got Justin Jefferson and Debo Samuel. Tinker Stinkers just has the fun players. He just has the juice. So I'm taking Tinker Stinkers to take this dub. That does it for the 58 West King League preview for Week 6. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for our week six preview episode kind of smashed the two together here for you since it was just me on the mic today i hope you enjoyed yourself as much as i did which is a lot let me tell you i really enjoyed this solo dolo action i don't have to share any airtime with tony you didn't get as many stats as you would have otherwise but i mean if if anybody is like me and fell asleep in math class i think we're all okay with that i feel like sometimes tony gets into his stats and some people fall asleep at the wheel and we don't want that so uh, enjoy your weekends and uh, go birds. Go Boner Jams 03, 58 West King. Matt out.